0: Widows were scarce in Lobelia Falls, Ontario. Mrs. Trot might therefore have been regarded as something of a rarity, not that she couldn't have made it into the rarity class on her own merits. Tonight, sensibly dressed for a brisk October evening in leather scuffs, heavy wool socks, a long red flannel nightgown, a pink crocheted bed jacket, and a matching cap that sat jauntily on her abundant, close-cropped gray hair— she had added an old blue sweater of her late husband's to her ensemble and stepped out into the backyard to salute the harvest moon. Her cat Nemea had followed dutifully at Zilla's well-protected heels. Their brief moonwalk completed, Nemea had followed Zilla back into the kitchen without demure hiss, spit, or catly cuss. At the moment, Nemea was sitting on the drainboard watching Zilla put her soybeans to sprout, and Zilla was worried. "'What's got into you tonight, Nemea? "'Why didn't you stay out a while and go hellin' around with the rest of the cats, eh? "'I hope you're not coming down with something.' "'Nemea certainly didn't look to be ailing. "'She'd been named, not inappropriately, for the Nemean lion, "'a fine, strapping figure of a feline. "'She was bigger than most cats, unless you counted lynxes and pumas, "'which even the most ardent cat lovers are often reluctant to do.' Nemea's eyes were huge and green. They bore an inscrutable glint that had cowed many dogs and not a few humans. Her fur was a rich copper-gold color with streaks of strawberry roan. Thanks to all the wheat German yogurt with which Scylla supplemented Nemea's carefully balanced diet, and possibly also to the odd mouse or chipmunk she added on her own hook, the magnificent animal's pelt fairly glistened she was gleaming now in the lamplight. Her eyes were bright as emeralds, her pink nose was moist, her fine stand of whiskers showed not the barest hint of a droop. Yet Nemea couldn't fool her keen eyed mistress. She was not a happy cat. I guess likely what I'd better do is make us both a nice cup of chamomile tea. Zilla put a lot of faith in chamomile. She grew her own, of course. She filled the kettle, little-wrecking what a handsome picture she made, with the lamplight picking out coppery reflections on the high-bridged nose that revealed her part-Cree heritage. She put another stick in the wood stove, for the night was chill, and she wanted the fire to hold over till morning. She was just setting the kettle on the front lid when she heard from behind her a rather tentative, Boo! People didn't lock their doors much in Lobelia Falls. Zilla naturally assumed this must be one of the neighbor's kids practicing up for Halloween. She whirled around, all set to fling up her hands and exclaim, My stars and garters! as protocol demanded. However, her ensuing amazement was totally unfeigned. There on her well-scrubbed linoleum stood an elderly man whom Zilla had never laid eyes on before in all her born days and could have done nicely without now. His gray mustache was even more striking than Nemea's, but that was the only impressive thing about him. His attire could best be described as rough. His baggy, dark gray trouser legs were stuffed into scuffed old boots with dirt caked on them. His gray flannel shirt had about as much class as a worn out mop. The dark rag tied around his neck wouldn't have been fit to wipe out a coal bin with and the billycock felt hat on his grizzled head was an out-and-out out disgrace. Zilla's hands snaked out and grabbed the poker from beside the stove. Boo yourself, you dirty old goat! What's the big idea barging in here unasked and scaring the daylights out of a defenseless widow? Not to mention her cat! Nemea had her back up and her tail bushed out. She was spitting a blue streak, and Zilla didn't blame her. You just turn around and waltz yourself out of my kitchen before I lamb you one with this poker. That's a hell of a way to talk to company, grunted the interloper. Ain't you even wondering who I am? Not particularly. You don't look like any relative I'd care to own, that's for sure. Unless you're that no-good-bum Aunt Jessamine got herself tied to back in 1942. I thought you'd died of hobnail liver ages ago. I can't remember your name. Don't make no never mind. I ain't him and never was. I'd have known better than to get myself roped in by any she-devil of a woman.